Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Hey, Cole. It is maybe my favorite episode of the year. I am, ex- I am excited. Um, basketball is beginning, which is always fun, right? Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a great season. It's going to be an, a crazy season. It's going to be a fun season. So I I can't wait. Made it. Like we've made it. The off season is pretty much over. Real basketball starts real soon and we are now doing our annual bold predictions podcast the most highly sought after and requested podcast of them all last year tyler uh and we we review these at the end of the year if you want to go back and 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 hear the review of how well we did with last year's bold predictions you can go do that and tyler you did incredibly well last year um, I feel like I could do better this year. So I missed, I, I do 10 every year. I think I missed like three. Is that your first bull prediction? Uh, yeah. Yes. I think I missed three or four, uh, last year. I think I've got it. I've got it on lockdown this year, Michael. I've figured it out. I've, I, I, and I still think some of my predictions are pretty bold. I, I vote, I surprise you on at least two of them. Oh, okay. It, very, very interesting. I'm excited about it. Um, I will say you you definitely had more of your bold predictions right last year than I did, but I'm going to give my own self a lot of credit, as I always do. Uh, I nailed Daniello Gallinari's games played to the exact number. So that's still my all-time uh, best call, best bold prediction ever. So I'm, I'm still going to give myself credit for that, probably till probably till the end of uh, end of this podcast forever probably till you you make another perfect bull prediction which maybe never think about oh. that often i come ill prepared with bull predictions but tyler i have i might have more, my bull predictions that i have more bold predictions than you oh well you know i have 10 so that wouldn't be that hard um counting that one as one of my first bull predictions so that's one i just need a lot more Oh, I have a bold prediction about your bold predictions. Oh, so that, this is your bold prediction. Let's let's hear it. Um, so assuming that you have roughly ten, I'll, I'll even go with a percentage. I bet half or more of your bold predictions are about the Chicago Bulls. Ooh, that is a pretty good bold prediction. This one's not even. We're not gonna have to wait long for this one. Like we're gonna have to wait a whole season for for most of mine to come true. Um, this we have one, to this wait one's twenty five minutes yeah. for to this, figure this one out. Yeah, this one's gonna this one's gonna end fast. So I like it. I'm a fan. Um, so I will. That is that is my first bold prediction. Yes, it is one hundred percent. All right. Well, I'm gonna put that on the oh, board. My list. Um, my my very first one, and I, I was I've been working on this for like probably the last two weeks. So. The very, two weeks ago, I put down this, and I think I've been teasing this this one, and then um, it kind of got ruined. But 
uh, my first bowl prediction for the season that I even figured out, and I probably figured this out near the beginning of October, was I didn't think Zion was going to finish as a top 50 player on total value. Um, a lot of it has to do with, with injury, and then he got injured. Um, so I'm not going to count this one for myself, but I feel like the the historical data was there. And if you were looking, you know, I think the stat line is going to be really good when he plays. I just think we we maybe found another guy, especially unless he can lose lose some of that weight. Um, we maybe found another guy who might never super play a ton. Unfortunately, let's let's not let's let's you know. I said uh, in the last podcast a slower roll. Sadly, it looks like it's going to be six to eight weeks in surgery for Zion. Um, let's really really hope this is not a Demarcus Cousins situation. This is let's really really hope that this turns out well for Zion. Let's all for Zion. Let's all. Uh, do whatever you need to do. Light some incense, light some candles, uh, do whatever you need to do for Zion right now, because nobody wants to see this. Nobody wants to, even if it means your bold prediction might come right. Nobody wants to see this crap. Uh, everybody wants to see Zion play. And it's really, really sad. He's not going to act hundred percent. Um, so you have more than me, so you might as well go then. That's true. Um, I also have a Zion related bold prediction. Um, I was a little bit, I think bolder to be honest, but, um, this one is a little bit more close to coming true. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it from my least bold to my most bold predictions. This one probably went to the very front of the least bold prediction. I am going to predict, and this was something I've had for a couple weeks now before Zion's injury, that John Morant in totals will finish ahead of Zion. Now it's kind of looking like that might be the case. I'm with you. If it's eight cat. Okay, but in, okay. in, in nine cat now, obviously with the six to eight weeks out, yeah, it's a little easier. That's why I put it up front, right? Um, but if they were relatively, if you told me at the end of the season they were going to play um, in the same amount of games, um, obviously that would have been been very, very, very bold. Um, because I think that was going to be really good. I just don't know how much science is going to super play. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm fine with it though. It was good. It was a good bold prediction. The the injury kind of ruined it, but it was a good bold prediction. And Mike's been telling me that one for like about two or three weeks too. Um, we've we've debated the Zion thing a few times. Um, certainly have. So you get you, okay. You it's your turn to go, Tyler. Um, good luck at having as many as as I did. You're just gonna keep making up more. Is that was that yes, your story? That's exactly what's gonna happen until this is over with. Okay, so um, I'll go for one that I don't think is going to surprise you. I'm going to try to surprise you with at least a couple of these. I'm going to go for one I don't think is going to surprise you. Um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a top 40 player in totals this season. Doubling down doubling down on my, my Shea Gilgis love from last year when I said um, that he was going to be uh, well worth the value in the second half of the season and someone you were going to want to own. Um, I feel like that was good. I feel like Shea Gill just blossoms into a top 40 player this season. Just percentages are good, so he's not going to get hurt there. Um, I think there's going to be good steals and block numbers. The Thunder look like they're going to ask him to score more than than the Clippers did. Uh, so yeah, I think he's going to. I think he's going to sneak his way into the top 40. That's a pretty good one. Uh, you, I think Shea Gilgis Alexander become is becoming a staple of your bold predictions. Uh, maybe, maybe. Although if he makes it into the top 40, I don't know that I can predict that he's going to make it like into the top 25 to make it bold again. So um, this could be the last year. You never know. I'm going to make a bold prediction about Shea Gillers Alexander next year. I'm going to have to write that down. 
here. Make sure make a bold prediction about Shea Gilles Alexander. All right, that's pretty good, Tyler. You got it's three three to two right now in bold predictions. Uh, so I can win my first bold prediction of the year. All right. My next bold prediction. I want to make sure it is. Um, yeah, I want to make sure it's one of those ones that aren't incredibly bold because I have a few in here that are very very bold. All right, Ooh, this one's I have about, a couple that I think are pretty bold. So I'm I'm excited. It's about Steph Curry, and I'm not making these up. Oh, no, have no, no, no. No, because I have one about Seth Curry, and I feel like you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say now. Dang it. I know. You should have you should have led with Steph Curry. Steph Curry will average more than six three-pointers a game made this season. So, so, so here was mine. He averages over 30, and he breaks the three-pointers made record. That was my prediction. But I'm, gonna, I'm not going to count that as one of your bold predictions, so I'm going to go up on you. It's three to three in bold predictions. Does that not count? I said he no. averaged over 30. You didn't say that. He couldn't average six a game and not average over 30. So this is like complete, in my opinion, completely doable. Um, there's a really, really good pathway to Steph Curry uh, being someone who averages six three-pointers a game this season. He's got to carry that team. Um, and there's, I just think that it's completely possible that it happens. He could, he, that's, he's that's one that's. It's one of the reasons why I said he's going to go over 30 and he's going to break that record. It's just like the supporting cast on that team is bad, I think it's fair to say. Um, and so he's just going to have to carry a huge workload and maybe kind of piggybacking off that. Another one of my bold predictions was uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to score 27 a game and finish as a top 20 player. I just feel like those two are going to have to do all the scoring on that team. Like there's just not much else. Um. There's a pathway to that, right? And we, we we just talked about it. Like, there's a pathway to that happening. Uh, if they really come into their own, they become like this kind of like dual threat of where they're all they're sharing the ball. Basically, the usage is is, is like Harden Westbrook esque, except for it's for Curry and D'Lo. Definitely possible. Yeah. So so there's. There's kind of two Warriors ones. Um, I don't have any more Warriors. Well, ooh, I kind of have another Warriors one. We'll see. Okay. I don't think I have any more Warriors ones, so I'm going to go with a Ben Simmons prediction. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm out on the Ben Simmons prediction, so I'm excited to hear this. Yes, you're very out on this. Um, ben Simmons, for three-pointers, he is going to average 0.03-pointers for the season, he will not make any three-pointers the entire season. That is my bold mm -hmm. prediction. That is a bold prediction. That is a very bold prediction. I think he may I think he makes a few. I I wouldn't say that number is high though. I would still think he averages 0, 0.0, but he makes some. I think he's think gonna make like I think he's gonna make like 10. Yeah, is the <laughs> over-under in Vegas like 10? 9, 9.5? Yeah. That's what I mean. I, I think he's I honestly think he's gonna make like 10. Um, and, and someone's just going to dare him to shoot, and he's going to shoot probably like, I don't know, 30, 35 times, and he's going to make like 10 of those. Um, maybe even 40 times, he's going to make 10, like make one out of one out of four. Um, that's just my, that's just where I'm at with that. I don't think that's bold, though, really. Um, uh, I, I, so I yeah. think it, it, he's going to shoot him, right? So I just think. The fact that if you're calling, he's making he's zero. That's bold. 
Yeah, that's he's bold. not going to make bold. it in that first couple months or so, and then he's going to stop shooting them. That's the only way, the pathway to that actually happening. Fact. So, um, and he's just so good at getting to the basket that he doesn't have to shoot them, right? It's like, um, so so I understand why he doesn't shoot them. Um, but yeah, he doesn't need it. Yep. Okay, so you want a top end player or a back end player for the next bull prediction? What are you, look, no, what are you looking for? Let's do a back end oh. player. Let's take it easy, and then we'll get, lean into the to the big ones. Okay. Um, Dennis Schroeder finishes as a top one hundred player this season. Okay. Plays a little bit more than he played last year. Um, Slightly bold. And. Oh no, I think that's I think that's pretty bold considering like you know most of the ADPs have him in the 150 range, meaning he's undrafted in standard leagues. Oh, say someone's kidding. a top 100 player that's not that's not even getting drafted. I feel like that's pretty bold. He's getting very 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 overlooked, but the pathway to that happening is um is exists. How about that? CP3 disappears. Um Though I, d- I wonder it, if, right? if this bumps into your Shea Gilders Alexander. Uh, See, I don't think it does because I, I th- from what I've seen from the Thunder this preseason, and I've seen three of their games, they're basically playing Shea Gilders Alexander strictly as a wing. Like he's sharing the court with Chris Paul or Dennis Schroeder at all times. He's not playing point guard. He's playing shooting guard or small forward. And they have actually played those three together some. And I think, mm-hmm. I just think, Schroeder is one of their five best players. Like Steven Adams, Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, Jay Gilgis Alexander, Dennis Schroeder. And they don't have a ton of wings. Like, who are their wings? Terrence Ferguson and like a bunch of n- not super NBA players. So I think they're going to use Jay Gilgis Alexander as a wing and they're going to play Dennis Schroeder in kind of that one two spot that they've played him at the last couple years, right? Next to, to Russell Westbrook. And, and so I think. There's definitely a pathway for him to be a top 100 player, um, and, and I think that's what he's gonna do. Like, I think he's just he's good. He doesn't do a ton for fantasy. Like he doesn't get you a ton of steals. Um, you you got to hope that he gets like one a game, and, and maybe you know Chris Paul helps him with that in that area of his game a little bit. Is improving his defense. I mean, we know he can score and hit threes. Like he he's just he's a good scorer. So um, yeah, that's my that's my bold prediction. I don't know that it's super bold, but but it's. Definitely, I think bold in the sense that if no one's drafting you and you finish the top 100 player, like you should be drafted in the standard league. So, I agree. I think that's uh, there's a pathway to it. It is bold to be in the top 100, though. But he's done it before, so you know we'll, we'll have to. I think that's a good one. I like that. That's a super solid one. Uh, I have one here. Um, the Depot. Oh, okay. Okay. Depot. We'll play more games. Paul George. Oh, that's bold for sure. Paul George's return is November ish. Uh, and not November, November ish. And Oladipo is starting five on five practice like right now. So Oladipo could be like a Westbrook at, uh, robot type of superhuman returning. Uh, to to action in December, and might return t- ahead of Paul George. Paul George, two surgeries, sitting back to backs, doesn't have to worry about winning games because Kawhi is winning games for him. There's a pathway to this. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, 
it was interesting the one with games played for that. Um, that's that's a little harder for me to wrap my brain around. Um, obviously, it would matter like who has more back-to-back sets and who has more um, just you know kind of heavy schedule days where they kind of play like three and five nights and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's a good, that's bold. I, I'll give you that. It's bold. That made me think a little bit. I like that kind of bold prediction myself. Stepped um, up my my boldness this this go around, Tyler. I'm gonna throw out two other guys. I feel like finished as top 100 players. Um, Markel Fultz and PJ Washington. Oh, both, both. Yeah. What do you think about that? Are these separate? Are these separate bold predictions? Are they a, a tandem bold prediction? Well, I only wanted to have ten, so I put them as number ten on my list because I only wanted to have ten. Um, yeah, I mean, the, obviously, it's kind of two bold predictions, but I put it as my last one just because I felt like I felt like it was two guys that are both still young, um, still developing. I feel like Fultz, you know, there's just that pathway to him being the starting point guard in the for the magic. I mean, DJ Augustine is what he is. He's fine, but he's, he's not like a guy who needs to play 31 or 32 or 33 minutes a game. And I just feel like somebody's going to have to do something on that Hornets team. And I feel like PJ Washington was first round pick. I thought he played well this preseason. I like his game. And so I, I went with him. All right. I mean, why not? I like this. I like this. That actually helps one of my bold predictions, Tyler, but I'm going to, I'm going to say that just a little bit. Um, because I'm saving the real bull predictions for the end of the podcast. Um, See, I've been trying to sprinkle mine in. Like I've been doing some not bold, and then some more bold, and then some not bold. I like to, I like the mix. I like to mix my pot. No, no, no. You gotta, you gotta keep them waiting, Tyler. You gotta keep them listening to uh, to the end of the podcast. Um, but really, really quick. I want to give a quick shout out to our newest Patreons, William and Paul Hoy. Shout out to you guys, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you want to get episodes like the weekly primer, waiver wire ahead of everybody else, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes and subscribe today. Now, Tyler, I have one more bold prediction, and then I have Super bold predictions after that. My last bold prediction. LeBron will average a triple-double this season. Oh, now that is bold. Bold. Um, The rest of them are more bold than that, Tyler. I'm way out here today. All right, all right. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's that's definitely doable. Um, It'll be interesting to see what that tandem looks like in a couple months as far as you know what what rhythm do they do they fall into is it lebron being the leading scorer is it anthony davis being the leading scorer um i think that's that's why i really like this prediction and actually i just took lebron james in our listener league um i do believe we have some extra spots in the uh the second listener league so some people showed up late to sign up for listener league. So we are going to have a second listener league um, for all of you signing up on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. So if you want to get into that, now's the time to get in on that. Here's why I think LeBron could do it. One, he's never ever played with a uh, pick and roll player like Anthony Davis. He's never played with the caliber 
of player of Anthony Davis. LeBron James does not have to carry this team. We've said that in we said that in Miami and and, and whatnot, but this is uh, truly he does not have to carry this team whatsoever. He can relax. He can just pass the ball, find the open guy, find Anthony Davis Rubes. Tennessee is super super reasonable, and you know he's been averaging close to nine rebounds a game anyway. So a a rested LeBron and a LeBron playing with the best players ever played with triple double is within. The realm of possibilities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely there. Um, I, I like that. I like that as a bold prediction. Um, yeah, and we've seen him get close before, right? So it's just another step forward. And, and yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Okay. Um, Tyler, can you outlast me? I, I still got more. I got a lot more. I worked on this. Oh, I got, I got four, four more. I think. For, yeah, four more. Oh, looks like four more. Um, oh, okay. Okay, maybe I need to make a few more. I definitely got four more. Um, and I actually can have seven more if you really want to try to battle. Uh, I, do, um, I do not want to do that to the <laughs> listeners. Uh, they'll be here all night. So this is uh, one of the most requested episodes of the year. So, um, Okay, so I'll go with one that, that I don't know if this is going to surprise you or not, but I got three names that I think are all standard league relevant at some point this season. So, you ready for this? Nicola Melli. I'm not sure you even know what team he plays for. Mm, the uh, what team does Nico Miritich play for? Barcelona. Here, you hear him typing. He doesn't know. He's got to look it up. Is it Barcelona? Uh, no, it is not. It is the the Barcelona Pelicans. I hate that team. Um. Anthony Simons. Okay, Portland. I'm not. I know that one. Glenn Robinson the third. Oh, okay. And why would Glenn Robinson? Where, where do you see Glenn Robinson coming in? I still feel like he's going to take that. Well, okay. Good. Was that a question there, or was that just some random? Yeah, I was going to say how do, how does the how do these guys? And I think you're just going to answer it, but how do these guys end up with playing time? And so. I mean, Glenn Robinson plays on the Warriors. They have no wings whatsoever. So, true. There's that, and and standard league relevant just means like he's someone you're wanting to stream, right? Like it's not necessarily like a top 100 guy or someone you have to own, right? I just feel like there's no one playing wing minutes on that Warriors team. So I think Glenn Robinson can do some things, right? He can get a steal, he can rebound the ball a little bit, he can score if he needs to, like you know, 10, 12 points a game, right? So like there's a pathway for him to being, you know you know, a streaming player. Um, Anthony Simons, the Blazers keep talking up. They've had a lot of success developing guards. Um, they don't been talking them up for a lot of years, and I haven't really seen him play. He just didn't play at all last year, right? They just picked him last summer, 2018, right? Um, okay, fair, 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 fair. They did that with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, too. They didn't play a ton that first year. And I just feel like they've had success developing guards and especially guards that are kind of his size. I feel like he might, you know, kind of be, I feel like maybe they gave away some of those other players to get him a little few more minutes. And I feel like, you know, maybe CJ Dame goes out. Maybe he just kind of finds a role in there where he can play like 28, 30 minutes and be standardly relevant and kind of points, get some assists, uh, be okay at steals. 
I, I like that one. And and Nico Melli is just a kind of a three point guy, um, maybe a specialist type. I feel like with it with Zion going down, the Pelicans are going to need someone to play those minutes. Um, I feel like he's underrated, and I feel like a lot of people don't know who he is because he just came over from Europe and he's a rookie. Um, although he's 28 years old. And so, yeah, I just think he's going to be a name to keep an eye on and maybe someone you're going to want to stream in. Like maybe on the first night you stream him in. Um, I assume he's going to play a, a fairly decent role and, and hit some three-pointers and, and he'll score a little bit. So, yeah, those are those are three guys I'm just kind of saying maybe they're in that streaming class in a you know, 10 or 12-team league. And a deeper league, those are three guys I'd look at picking um, in the 16 or 20 end of the draft. Um, those are some deep, deep cuts for the deep league kids out there. Uh, as, as everybody knows, I am more of a standard league type of player and I am looking at one of my favorite standard league players overlooked all the time, every day, every week, every month, every year, completely overlooked. Beautiful Bob Covington. Oh, your man. There's been no bulls predictions here i'm sad about that i feel like this i felt like it's gonna be a bulls episode and you ruined it no you your bull prediction your first bull prediction is incorrect is that the majority ah. of mine are not about the bulls um beautiful bob covington will finish in the top 25 this season oh per game or totals or both that now that's the that's the real Ooh, I, I, mm, I don't know. Robert Kerr. Wait, you don't know the answer to your bull prediction? I think I just gave it a top 25 in general. I'm going to say, I, I don't know if I want to say both. I was going to say per game. Stay healthy enough to do both, Tyler. Let's do both. Let's say top 25 in both. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. I'm, I'm down for that. That's bold. That's bold. Um. He's gonna have to score a little bit more. It'll be interesting to see if he can if he can do that. Um, probably the pathway because we we know he's gonna get steals and blocks and and rebounds and he's not gonna get hardly any assists. Like he's just not a passer. But I he would have to get score more to get that or shoot better percentages. Um. So yeah, so that's good. That's good. I like that a lot. All right, all right, all right. Um, you want you want I have two pretty top end bold predictions and one kind of more middle rounds bold prediction. Um, one of the top two do one, like do one, one and one. Okay. Um, oh, well, people have probably heard me say this bold prediction. So I'll say this one now. Um, Luka Doncic becomes the fifth player in NBA history to produce a stat line. And it's 23 points, nine rebounds and seven assists. A game. Only five people ever in NBA history have produced that stat line. And I feel like he can do it this year. Um, and everyone's a Hall of Famer except for Russell Westbrook. That's 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 a, I think that's pretty bold. He's gonna have yeah. a pretty big leap. Um really the points, so sometimes people think the points are, are maybe where it, it happens. If he literally just hit the shots at like you know, 44% and he hits his free throws at like 79. He's already over 23 points a game. Um, 
the rebounds, the team just needs it, and he averaged 9.6 rebounds in the second half last year after they traded for Porzingis, so I don't think that's that crazy. And, you know, he needs one more assist a game, and he's passing to Porzingis. So I think that's definitely doable. Um, he And I talked about this expected assist thing yesterday, right, like the, the adjusted assists and the potential assists. Um, he averaged 7.1. Could have been assists last year, right? And he averaged eleven point seven um potential assists. So um I feel like the pathway's there for sure. Um and I, I, I honestly don't really think that's that bold. I think it's just kind of what he does. Well you're all in on Luka Doncic. I know that for sure. And uh I think that's one of the players you can be all in on. Like why why not? Um ooh. Okay. I got one. I got a couple more. I got a couple more, Tyler. This I one two I, left, and I feel like they might be the two ones that surprise you the most. So I'm excited. I got three left, so I think I'm going to win my first bowl prediction. Um, this is one I talked to you about before the show. This will be the year with the most rookies who finish in the top 100 per game because uh, Zion got hurt per game. Then. Any other season, as long as I don't have to go back too far to check out to make sure I'm uh, I'm not full of crap. So I went back a handful. In the last, of- so like five, last five. Yeah, yeah I, that's about as much effort as I put into it. Um, honestly, rookies are never that good. Only recently have rookies been this good. There were two years ago seven rookies that finished in the top 100 per game. That means I'm going to say eight. I'm not going to tell you which ones I think they are, but here is the roster of rookies that could possibly finish in the top uh, top 100 per game this season. Obviously, Zion, right? Doable. Ja Morant, doable. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Darius Garland, they give him the ball in, in Cleveland, doable. That's three easy ones. Brandon Clark, all right, cool. Tyler Hero. That's five. PJ Washington, Matisse Tybold. That's seven already. And all I so all I need is anybody else. Kobe White, PJ. Did I say PJ Washington? Uh, Nikel Alexander Walker, perhaps. Jarrett Culver, perhaps. Maybe Michael Porter Jr., perhaps. Any of those guys to break into the top one hundred. Yeah, and, and really what that prediction is saying, right, is you you're you're a fan of this draft class. You think that there's a lot of good players in it. Um as far as draft classes go, I was not a super huge fan of this draft class. So I am staunchly against your build prediction here, but um I respect your your right to make it. Um I just don't think there's gonna be and I would honestly say, you know, at the end of the season, if we're looking per game and we're assuming it's the entire season. How many rookies finish inside the top 100? I'd go four. Ooh, okay, that's fine. Oh, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's bold. Right, and you could be right. And that's, well, and, and here's the thing too. You know, um, be right. You know what I mean? Like this is, this we, we had some last year that like people were going, no, there's no way, right? I got some pushback on my Vucevic one. And then Vucevic did way better than I thought and finished in the top 10. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so mine better. was, he way was going to be really good and he was getting undervalued and everyone was like, oh, blah, blah, you're so full of crap. And then 
yeah, he finished in the top 10, which even I didn't, if you were like, Vucevic finishes in the top 10, I'd be like, you're full of crap. Nobody had um, that. Nobody had that. Not even Vucevic had that. Come on. So that's my point is like, you know, crap on all these bull predictions all you want, but crazy things happen every season that we don't expect. So, yeah, I mean, I good, good call. Good call. I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, so my next one, um, the white pal, who's the center for the Mavericks, finished higher in total value than Kevin Love, Aaron Gordon, and Hassan Whiteside. Hmm. So, uh, tell, uh, I, I'm failing. I'm man, I don't even know if I could put together a scenario where that where that's realistic. But okay. Okay, so so here's here's what helps Dwight Powell a lot. He may shoot the best field goal percentage of anyone in basketball. Um, he can hit his free throws at like seventy eight or seventy nine percent. Okay, so percentages are going to be good. The Mavericks want him to be their starting center, and I could honestly see a scenario where they play him more minutes than Porzingis because they're going to be a little cautious with Porzingis's minutes early in the season. I've heard that they want him capped at kind of like 30. They don't want him playing much over 30 a game. Now, obviously, to try to win some games, they might do that. Um, I think once Dwight Powell gets gets healthy and he's got a little bit of a hamstring thing and I think he's going to be out on opening night, but from everything I've heard, he's getting ready to practice and he's going to be out there before long. Um, Dwight Powell is a better rebounder than it seems because he's never really played a ton of minutes. Um, his he's a guy who could get a steal and a block a game playing 30 minutes for sure. And I think the Mavericks are going to use him as kind of a rim roller and you're just going to have to make a decision, right? Are you going to try to stop Luka Doncic from driving to the basket and scoring? Or are you going to try to stop Dwight Powell? You're going to try to stop Luka Doncic here and let Dwight Powell roll to the rim relatively free. And I wouldn't be surprised if he averages like 14, 15 points a game this year. Well, I guess that everything is going to have to really fit right in, in order for that. And, to and the thing, the thing about, and, and maybe, you know, we talk about sometimes this is more uh, a negative indictment on some of the other players. Like how many games is Kevin Love going to play? I don't know, but probably not a ton, right? Um, probably 60 Aaron, at most. So, I mean, Aaron Gordon's a guy we've seen not play a ton of games, and he's just kind of overrated. Like, what's Aaron Gordon? He's like a top 70 player. So, all I'm saying is Dwight Powell's a top 70 player then, right? And Hassan Whiteside, like, would it would it surprise you if Hassan Whiteside just cracked it in Portland and played 25 games or played, you know, 25 minutes a game because he's Hassan White. Like we've seen Hassan Whiteside for whatever reason, just kind of be really up and down in his career. So yeah, something to think about. I feel like that one surprised you. That, that one is, that was my, that was was the one I knew that one would get you, Mike. I had to have one that would get you. I'm excited to look back at that one. My last one might get you too. Um, I like, I like the, um, I like the way you broke that down. I like the way you, you put some thought into that one. So that, that obviously was one you've been working on. And like, those feels like those are the ones that end up uh, hitting. And then, um, I, I, I'm the one who looks like an idiot. 
by saying there's no way this could happen. So that's it. That was why I liked it the most was, was it was three players that are getting way drafted before him. Right. And it's like, Oh, there's no way in hell until you actually sit down and think about it and go, eh, you know what? This, this could happen. This could, this could really happen. This could be real life. So, yeah. Yeah. Things are going to have to hit right, but they could. So I like that one. That's a very, very good one. That's, um, um, all right. That was, that was a little bit more analytic. Cause mine, the rest of mine are just, um, crazier. They, they dart to the board. Yeah. They, they're crazier as they go. Well, the last one was definitely a dart at the board. This one, uh, this one is perhaps my boldest prediction. Ricky Rubio will lead the league in assists. Ooh, I like that. Um, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine the other day about who leads the league in assists this year because you got to think Westbrook's going to come down from the over 10. And so this honestly could be the first year nobody's over 10 in a while, right? I think, yeah. Well, earlier I made a prediction that LeBron is going to have average a triple double. So that means Ricky Rubio is going to have average more than 10, which might have negated the both of those uh, bold predictions. But it could happen. And, and you're right. Trey Young could kind of fall off a little bit. LeBron James could maybe barely squeak out 10. Chris Paul might not play that much. Ben Simmons, De'Aaron Fox. And then I mean, Rubio's like, right there. Rubio's right in I mean. that mix. We could see we could see the guy leading it average like you know around nine a game and, and Rubio's proven he can average like nine a game so um, yeah that's a good one that's a good one that's bold definitely bold because we've seen him two years in a row average what like six and then even less than six the year before that yeah. so um, yeah that's good that's bold um, I think the Suns are they won that point guard right so and if Devin Booker's making his shots um, Rubio's gonna get a lot of assists and they got the Andre Ayton too so. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's bold. Okay, you got. Do you have two more? I mean, yeah, I was gonna say. Think about it. Like Rubio never really got his shot, so like he knows who he is. Booker's gonna score a lot. Uh, Ubre uh, is oh, able. No, to I score, like it. And Aiden is able to score. So like, you no, know, he's one of my 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 men too. He's one of my 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 guys. I just um, like a lot to watch. So he's one of your um, favorites. Yeah, right, I mean, with, I mean so do you have? Do you have two left? Because if you have two left, then why don't you do one, and then I'll do my last one, and then you can do your last one. No, I only – well, I have two left. I have two left. Yeah, so why don't you do one, and then I'll do one, and then you do the last one. How does that sound? I think, I think my uh, Steph Curry six three three-pointers a game might have negated this one as well. Um, Giannis, number one overall – I guess this is not my boldest one, but Giannis will finish – Number one overall, let's say in totals for the season. He learns how to okay. hit that three. I like. That. Um, and we've we've discussed this a couple times. You know, I watched him, you know, in the preseason, and he was taking it with confidence. Um, and and that's what you want to see. And it'll be interesting to see if that you know carries over to the regular season. Because some guys, we've seen this in the past, right? Some guys shoot them relatively frequently in the preseason, and then when the games start counting, they're like, "Hey, I can get to the basket. Why shoot this three pointer?" Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, obviously Giannis is one of those five guys that has the opportunity to do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's planting your flag on someone that, that maybe not other people aren't. So I, I like that. Okay. Here's mine. My last one. Um, Donovan Mitchell is a top 20 player in totals this mm. season. Mm, in totals. Mm. 
Okay. I think he takes the step forward and he's one of those guys, you know, that, that gets talked about where he goes from like, you know, 21, 22, 23 points a game up to 27. I just think he's, you know, he kind of led that, that USA team. And I think he's ready to take that step forward. Um, the steals are, have been good. And, you know, the blocks have been fairly good for a guard. Um, the rebounds and assists aren't the best, but if we see a guy like Rudy Gobert go down, which we've, we've seen in the past, right. Um, that team's going to need, need some help on the glass. And I can see Donovan Mitchell getting a few more. Um, obviously it's supposed to be bold, but I think, I think this year could be the year Donovan Mitchell takes that, that big leap into the top 20. That's I think a fairly bold prediction because that you're saying he's finishing over Bob Covington. And I, I, I don't know if I could sign up for that. I don't know if I can sign up for that, Tyler. I don't think I can. Too far. It's gone. You've gone too far. So yeah, there's my ten. I feel like my ten are. I feel good about my ten today. Um, I feel like by Friday, I might be hating three of my ten. Um, but we'll see. It might not last very long. Your first prediction that this would be all Bulls predictions didn't last. I think this does count as one more prediction than you, and it is about the Chicago Bulls. So it wasn't a complete. A complete clean sweep of no Chicago Bulls predictions. All right. All right. Let's hear it. Throw it at me. Chicago Bulls will have four players. In the all-star game? No way, Mike. No way they're going to have four all-stars. Don't, don't say that. All-star game is in Chicago. They're going to be pulling favorites, but I, I don't think they're going to pull that many favorites. Four Bulls will finish in the top 50 er, mm, totals totals for the season Ooh, that's 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 the boldest one of the night um i don't even know that i can see a pathway to that in this sense right like aren't you know you're gonna have to say that someone takes a leap up in points and aren't those points gonna cannibalize maybe somebody else from scoring because i feel like i feel like unlike the warriors they have a good bench or you know a much better bench that some guys are going to score right like they got that young and guys like that who are going to get some buckets and and do some things um i feel like to have four guys in the top 50 they got to basically be the four guys doing mostly everything on your team i feel like they're kind of a better deeper team than that like sadaransky's going to do stuff chris dunn as long as he's on the team is going to do stuff uh kobe white's going to do stuff if he's getting minutes um and I'm, I'm assuming none of those guys are top top 50 guys so yeah, those are not the guys i'm thinking about so this is the pathway zach levine scores a little bit more finishes in the top 50 pretty reasonable he was the, he was in the top 50 last year right exactly oh auto so porter that, that one i can auto porter has been a top 50 player for a long time um so Any yeah more menace chicago not a lot of good wings there denzel washington Excuse me, Denzel Valentine. Denzel Washington, also not a good wing. Maybe better than Denzel Valentine. I'd rather have Denzel Washington on the team. I don't know. I've never seen Denzel Washington ball, but he's pretty scary in some of those movies. So if he started talking trash to me on the court, I mean, I'd be afraid. So Denzel's and he got game, man. He's got a good, nice jumper. He's taking on oh, yeah. Ray Allen, man. Dude, that's right. Oh, man, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. Wow, that again. just totally... That just totally slipped my mind. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm with you now. All right. Yeah. Absolute classic. All you kids out there, go watch. He got game. Um, so there's two. I haven't seen that movie since I was like 
15 years old, and I'm much older than 15 now, even though I don't look it. Just slightly older. Um, number three, Lowry Marketing stays healthy. I just feel I feel like the big men might cannibalize each other because the last person you're going to say is Wendell Carter. The last guy is Wendell Carter Jr., but Wendell Carter Jr.'s blocks are the key yeah, he's to gonna this have to top 50 ranking. How many is he gonna block? What do you think? Maybe not so bold. It's just what do you think generally? Doesn't have to like be like some astronomical number. Or, like it's six or seven a game. <laughs> now you're dreaming again. Now you're dreaming again. He could approach two. He could be like one point eight. One point eight in a steal, and if he's like hitting half a three or close to a three a game, that's a tough fifty player. Yeah, as long as he's scoring what 14 a game he could do that probably probably 14 a game which yeah okay all right i like it percentage is gonna have to be good okay yeah i could see it there's a pathway i'm not i'm not banking on it myself but i I could see it i could see you convince me and there's a chance tyler you're saying there's a chance Yep, yep, yep. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right, Mike. I like your bold predictions this year. I feel like you stepped your game up. Um, I feel like you might do. You showed me up last <laughs> season, so I couldn't. I couldn't let you show me up again. I feel like you might do better than me now. I'm kind of. I'm kind of disappointed in mine. I think I might have to think up some new ones and spring them on you. I think you're gonna have to. I. I this is a very good bold predictions podcast. Um, hope everybody enjoyed it. We're gonna keep track of these. Uh, and review them at the end of the season. So stay with us throughout the rest of the season. Uh, support the show however you'd like. Rate us, review us online, wherever you're listening to this. Go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Last call for listener league right now. If you're listening to this, this is it. Go go sign up for the listener leagues. Um, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We are going to be bringing you weekly pre- primers, waiver wire players, all the breaking news in fantasy basketball, along with buy lows and sell highs, the usual stuff that we did last year, but we're going to be expanding that. And there might be a special announcement coming up as well about all this. But before, So, you know, stay tuned, I guess. But Tyler, most importantly, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. That is it for bold predictions. For the 2019-2020 fantasy basketball NBA season, which is starting probably, if you're listening to this right when it came out, today. Or there's real basketball on right now, Tyler. I'm super excited. Ah, I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a great year. Um, I feel like there's some excitement that hasn't been there in the last four or five years as far as who's going to win the championship. and you know, which teams are contenders and which teams are pretenders. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I think it's going to be really damn good. And we will be here riding that wave, riding the fantasy basketball wave throughout the rest of the season with you. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you really, really soon. And everybody.